Hey friends, are you in search of something special to set your portraits apart? If you are, I'm excited to share Willow Canvas with you. Willow Canvas is a mother-owned company that creates beautiful, hand-painted, fine art backdrops. Willow Canvas offers a wide range of sizes to fit your space, whether you're traveling or in the studio. Each Willow Canvas is soft and neutral with a texture and tone that will complement your branding. Sarah, the artist behind Willow Canvas, is one of our favorites. She's so sweet and kind and dedicated to delivering personalized customer service with three ordering options, ready to ship, custom, or pre-order based on your chosen hues and textures. All of us at the Motherhood Anthology absolutely love Willow Canvas for its amazing customer service, beautiful colors, and exceptional quality. Discover the magic of Willow Canvas by heading over to their website at willowcanvasbackdrops.com, browse their beautiful galleries, and start creating the perfect backdrop for your photography. Find them on Instagram at willow underscore canvas or visit willowcanvasbackdrops.com and join their email list for a 10% discount on your purchase today. Anxiety and burnout are hot topics in entrepreneurial circles, but especially as creative entrepreneurs. As a motherhood photography business owner, we carry a lot on our shoulders from day to day. We carry the pressure to create beautiful art while working with subjects that are a bit unpredictable, and we have a responsibility to deliver gorgeous images no matter what the session holds. Add to that pressure the need to remain profitable while also being relatable and beautifully branded while approachably authentic. It's a lot to carry. From the pressure can come anxiety and burnout. Welcome to the Motherhood Anthology Podcast, photography education for a business you love. My name is Kim Box and I'm your host with the collaboration and help of my co-hosts and business partners at the Motherhood Anthology, Jenny Kruger and Allison Craig. Today I'm joined by Sarah Bywaters Baldwin, owner of Willow Canvas, a mother-owned canvas company specializing in fine art and editorial hand-painted canvas backdrops. With her pastoral background, Sarah has a unique approach to mental health and relational side of being creative entrepreneurs. She can truly speak from experience and expertise on how creatives can create and run a successful business while maintaining healthy boundaries, setting reasonable goals, and maintaining focus on what it is the motherhood photographer truly loves about her craft. Join us today as we talk all about anxiety in the world of creative business ownership, we're also going to touch on burnout and how to avoid or navigate burnout in ways that will set us up for success in the future through business workflow rhythms and strategies. Now I'll present to you episode number 61 of the Motherhood Anthology podcast. Good morning, Sarah. Oh, good morning, Kim. How are you? I'm great this morning. It's so good to talk to you this morning. Oh, thank you for having me. So this year on the podcast, we have reached some milestones. So we just finished our first year of podcasting, that which is just so Amazing. hard to believe. <laughs> we passed 50,000 downloads, which is kind of a oh big deal. Gosh. Today, I get to talk with our very first podcast sponsor. And you couldn't be more perfect because we really wanted to wait until we had a little experience in an audience and we really wanted to partner with someone that we love and their product we love and there just couldn't be a better person so oh, we love sarah and that's the mm -hmm. funny thing that i want to talk about i feel so much love for you <laughs> and i 
really don't know you at all. <laughs> and I say that to say, Sarah with Willow Canvas, of course, I say that to say, how amazing is it that you've built this brand where people feel like they know and love you? Like that is amazing. I would just love for you to tell everyone about yourself and your background and family and business journey, all the things. Thank you. Well, first of all, it's just wonderful to hear that people are connecting with me because social media is kind of hard in that way, isn't it? How do you tell people things that are meaningful to you and connect on things that are meaningful to them? And I guess part of my journey is that I just really love people. And I knew early on that I had some like pastoral care, therapeutic kind of gifts. And my mother in her wisdom told me to get a business degree. (laughs) first. (laughs) So I went to school and got a business degree and took as many art classes as I could. But I always knew that I had just a deep desire for people. And of course, all the business classes, I wanted to focus on leadership and all the things that had to do with people. And I ended up in seminary where I, I did get the pastoral care award for my graduating class. But mostly because I lost a very good friend uh, to breast cancer during that time. And yeah, she was a huge piece of my life and wonderful in the ways that she taught me even as she was dying. And I think when I look back to how I have used some of my gifts, a lot of it is like treat people and treat life as precious as it is and taking things seriously in that way. And and she always encouraged me to go on and um, study art therapy and to have something alongside the pastoral things that I cared about. And so I went to Canada for seminary and I ended up staying there for art therapy. And my walk with her informed a lot of what I was learning and caring for people, women and children at the time, because I was unmarried and hadn't experienced a lot of life. I had experienced those twenties, which were really hard, but yeah. And then I went through art therapy and for the last 15 years, I've been working with lots of women and through all the different phases of life as a female is just having those interests in who I am as a person, what life is like with another person when I have a relationship or I go into the marriage world or I want to have a family and that's hard or that's easy or all the things that change us because life completely changes as we go. You know, we're supposed to grow, we're supposed to expand but there's a lot of loss along the way. And there's a lot of questions about who I am in this new phase of my life. And so right around two, after I'd had two pregnancies at that stage, I I had one daughter and I was pregnant with my third. And uh, now I have two daughters and they're beautiful girls. I met Adrienne Shelton of Beatific Visions Photography. Her husband was our rector And yeah, we just formed a fast friendship. And in a lot of ways, she reminded me of my friend that I lost. Things come full circle, don't they? Just a a wonderful, wonderful woman. She started the Kindred Path and all those things because of her heart. And we wanted to do something for young mothers in our community. So we started, um, we continued a ministry of Young Life. It's for teen mothers called Young Lives, but it needed to be built up and established as a nonprofit here in our area. And with her business skills and things like that, she was a great mentor and we built up tons of volunteers and met some beautiful young women and their families. And 
Adrienne had the idea because her mom was a photographer to take portraits of the infants and the newborns and the toddlers with their mothers. And it was the first time I'd ever really experienced something like that because I wasn't really on Instagram and I didn't really have any connection to that world. But the artistry of it and the art therapy component really spoke to me, like we're creating art with our lives. And Adrienne had an eye for it. And I, I think that may have spurred some of the uh, early work that has contributed to where she is now. But yeah, about uh, probably after COVID, I had been doing more art therapy and created a course called Soul Garden and was really working with women. And like I said, I have, I've watched women make art. <laughs> Hundreds of women make art for so many years. It's just such an honor and a privilege. So Adrienne asked me to make some art for her photography business. Uh, beatific visions had hit full speed and she wanted something different and new. And uh, I think she knew that I could probably use a big project painting after COVID and all those things. So about a year after she asked me, I made one. <laughs> And it was so fun to make something that big. And I really needed it. You know, I need challenge. I, I have a capacity for big things. That's kind of what drives me alongside motherhood because they're my priority. But just as a person, I always feel like I need a big project. And we posted a picture of it. And I have not stopped receiving orders for three years, Kim. <laughs> and that is how Willow Canvas really took shape. I just realized I loved it. And I love connecting with my customers. I love the art that the photographers make. I get it. Like I love how they love women. I love how they love motherhood. They understand the struggle. You guys just have a sense of coming alongside women in some of the hardest periods of our lives. And it's an honor to be a part of that relay of creating fine art, just giving you tools and like really good tools that you can use and reduce stress and find your own creativity and have fun with your business and your art. And you just, from the things I've seen my customers say and, and experience with their clients, I can tell that the motherhood community, they're uplifting women and they're helping them to see things that are hard to see when you're in the moment or celebrating or coming alongside loss and you know, the tenderness of these celebrations, because it's a beautiful, rich time. It's not fallow ground. It's just a, a sacred kind of time in people's lives. And yeah, it's been a wonderful journey. And I think it's taken me like 20 years to get here. <laughs> so. Well, you know, I love studying business and brands and like what makes people tick and successful. And I think at the heart of really successful brands, usually they come from like a genuine, authentic place. It's not like, where can I make, where can I make a lot of money? Like, what can I do right. to make a lot of money? Like, that's one approach. Yeah. But then right. you realize, like, you, you right. hear a lot from our community about, like, how do I find my, you know, my ideal client? And it has to come from inside of you. I think you have to figure out, you know, what is, what is it that I love? What is it that I connect with? What is it that I have to share? And if you can yeah. put all that together. It's just, it's just genuine and people gravitate to genuine. And so I see that mm -hmm. in you and I love that now I get to learn your story and I see why that is. And you're just so calming and <laughs> wonderful to listen <laughs> to. So there's a lot to unpack that I want to ask about in all that you just said. Well, first of all, your canvas is your art is really beautiful. And I love that. I mean, there are other Thank canvas you. companies out there and they're trying to 
have something for everyone. And I feel like Willow, you could tell that it was born in our community, you know, motherhood photographers. And they're just so soft and beautiful. And the colors are amazing. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't know about Willow, you should check it out for sure. But I feel like as photographers, since we're talking about your background as an art therapist and we're a bit of a therapist, (laughs) like you said, when we're, when we have clients, be it, they have a new baby or they have young children, or maybe you're a wedding photographer, like all of those situations are wonderful, but equally stressful and exhausting. And so I, in my photography journey, I've always felt like people that love and connect with me, they say, kind of like I'm saying to you, like, oh, you're so calm or, oh, your voice is Mm. so soft. And I feel like that has been a connection point because when you're in a stressful situation, you're looking for someone to just see that and and, and recognize you're going through a hard time. So do you think as photographers, like we could be a bit of therapist for our clients and like, can you give us just some, some points or like things to consider? Absolutely. I mean, I, I see connection as the healing force in the world. Love takes many forms, but I think really being able to connect with people in real time, eye to eye, is an amazing strength in the community. And when we talk to each other and we have empathy for what's going on, it strengthens it even more because one person is not as strong as many linked together in this, like I say, it's a relay, like we're, we're kind of connecting with each other so that that next person can go out to that next community and that next community. And it's an overflow, you know, because what you give is received by a mom or a bride or any person that's going through whatever they're going through. And then they're overflowing into the lives of the people that they go to and so forth and so on. And how beautiful when that overflow goes into the life of a child or an infant. And so I think you're right. The environment, environment is really an amazing component for how we feel. We feel good. We change our feelings by connecting with music or rhythm or lighting or fragrance in the room or colors or textures and you guys do all of that whether you're outside for sessions or you're inside in a beautiful studio we're always regulating we're co-regulating we're connecting with the person that we're around and that's a co-regulate but if you're self-regulating that's when you're working on your breathing techniques and you have to do it by yourself in whatever environment you're in but you guys provide sensory sorts of things, which as an expressive arts therapist, like those things matter so much because it's what you're taking in that can change a mood or just kind of help you to feel better. And then when you're with a person who's really caring, who knows your situation because they work with that population and they are just really good with infants and they understand what it's like five days after you give birth and they've had their ups and downs in their own life. It's a tremendous welcoming spirit to be around somebody like that because you feel seen. And as a mother with all the different ups and downs that so many people go through, 
to be seen at a time when everybody's looking at the baby, when your hormones are changing, when your life is changing, when your sleep is changing. Let's be honest, sleep is like a tactic of war, right? It's a major change when you're not able to nourish yourself the way you do. And when you guys have a lens that not only is a camera, but it's also your own eye, you're finding beauty and in the life changes that are happening that a mom can look back on a year later when she's out of the cloud. (laughs) Sometimes those are the memories we keep is what other people see for us in the midst of what we were feeling and going through. So yeah, I totally agree that you guys are a very special part of that experience and can be what a lot of women need to, to really appreciate what they're going through. But also if they don't have a completely supportive environment, they now have you. They have whatever connections you might have. I've seen members of the anthology offer support groups, breastfeeding support groups, young mom support groups, all kinds of things for their community. So you guys do so much more than take photos. And I love that. And so um, while we're on the the therapy part of this, I wanted to like the flip side of that coin. And I've spoke about that here before is I feel like as creatives, so many of us deal with anxiety. Sometimes you have any thoughts on that? Because why is that? Yeah. Why is that really? I do have a lot of thoughts. Is it generally we all these days deal with anxiety or do you think that it has something to do with like being entrepreneurial and creative and the Mm -hmm. pressures that go with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are valid points. I mean, I think after COVID, especially our general population are dealing with so many new things that they haven't experienced before. I think considering what time of life we're in is a great starting point and giving ourselves lots of grace and compassion. I'm a huge advocate for believing that you have a toolkit in life. You know, it's like a metaphor, but we have this little toolkit that we start out with and we keep adding to it throughout our lives. We figure out new tools that we need to help us to experience life in the way we want to experience it. And as we grow and age and experience the changes in our society and culture. There are so many factors that affect us. Relationships, commitments, jobs, expectations, children, hormone changes. I mean, there's just so many factors. And so I always encourage people to make sure you have your support system in place and then just kind of connect with the fact that, yeah, anxiety is here to tell me to pay attention to something. It's like a little messenger and there's no shame in it. It's a natural emotion. And yeah, the older I've gotten, the more I've experienced it too, Kim. I mean, I think it's you, your body is telling you something, even if you've gotten used to pushing through when doing what you need to do, which a lot of entrepreneurs have to do because we're running a lot of things. But if you can take time to listen to yourself, you know, if you're having headaches, if you're experiencing any of the normal symptoms of anxiety, it's like, okay, what's the invitation here? And I think when we ask ourselves that question, it gives the grace to say, I'm an entrepreneur. I am trying to stay flexible. I don't want to get burned out. I want to have creativity. I want to experience new things. I want to make sure I'm ticking off the boxes. 
But when that anxiety feeling comes up and there's an invitation there, we say, okay, well, what's the invitation here? How is my body telling me to pause so that I can breathe better, so that I can go on a walk, so that I can go see my doctor, so that I can make some changes in my schedule, so that I can acknowledge that other people's lives around me have changed and therefore my energy requirements have changed. That's a big one for moms and entrepreneurs, for sure. And it just gives the grace to say, I don't have to be everything for everyone when they need me. I need to pay attention to what is necessary for me in this stage of my life based on what is happening around me. It's an invitation that you can accept or you can ignore. And you know how that goes when you ignore it. I do. I do. (laughs) One of of my favorite quotes um, is... How much, how much of what is weighing you down is not for you to carry. I think that's how it goes. Yeah. It's like, oh, that hits home yeah. with me every now and then. Because like you said, I think there is something to us. We're running businesses. We have families. Like we are carrying a lot. And it's so funny. I've always considered myself like so strong and driven. And I had heard of anxiety and I thought, well, just suck it up. You know, <laughs> that's not a thing. Just be tough, you know, until it hit me. I've talked here before about my dad dying at 53 of a heart attack. And then my husband had a heart attack in his forties. And at the time I was like um, breadwinner running, you know, a, a busy business and my body just shut down on me, but my brain was like, suck it up. And I What's thought, <laughs> I thought I was dying. I'm like, I'd go to the doctor and the doctor would say, um, anxiety. I'm like, no, that's not a thing. And he was like, oh yeah. It is. And I was like, I don't have anxiety. Like, that's, that's not, not for strong me. people. <laughs> um, but sitting, that was again, like 10 years ago, since then I have learned that your brain and your body don't always communicate. And your body will, your subconscious maybe will tell your body, will tell your brain, hey, you're not listening. But now I know, oh, you put too much on yourself. You need to rest. And then it goes away, you know, so. It's amazing, isn't it? All the things you learn with age comes wisdom, right? It really does because you, you really start to love yourself and trust yourself and trust that your body is something that's a friend and not an enemy. Like you, you learn to listen and you can listen to it way better than anybody else, especially when you have tools in your toolkit. I think it's the saving grace for people to stay in business and to not get burned out because we've all been there. And so you hope that you learn from that so that, you know, you're glad it happened in some ways because you learned from it and you learned how to listen in a new way so that there's more longevity. I think you have such a (laughs) unique perspective between artists and therapists you mentioned burnout and I know that so many people in our yeah. community are like, Oh, I'm just about done. <laughs> Their bodies are yeah, talking busy to them at season. this point. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I want to know if you have any um, techniques or practices that either you use in your life that we could borrow to overcome, you know, burnout and creative block and all those things. Yeah, definitely. I think what you have already described as major, like paying attention to how you're feeling. Because I think a lot of times when Q4 comes around and it's busy season, a lot of people do just push through. But I think it's also good to know that the rhythms that you have in place are there to help you when things get busy. 
also. So maybe patterns that people have during slow season, like going for walks or getting on a treadmill or whatever, because I know it's really cold in some parts of the areas where people work, but breathing is so essential. Moving the body is so essential, changing your landscape, changing the things you're looking at. And if people are editing a long time, like your eyes are so important to your nervous system and resting the eyes is hard to do when people are editing a lot. I think finding what works, maybe it's using an eye mask part of the day. Maybe it's setting a timer to look away from the computer because there's so many new things with blue light and stuff that people are dealing with that they didn't deal with even a decade ago, 20 years ago. But yeah, making sure that there's somebody's taking care of a healthy meal. may not be you during busy season because maybe you like cooking during slow days, but you need like something that doesn't have processed ingredients in it. And so there's stuff in the freezer from when things were slow, or maybe somebody in the family is learning to do those recipes, you know, making sure that the basic things are taken care of sleep, resting the eyes, good nutrition, movement. Those are the real foundational building blocks for how we feel. And then maybe there's a breathing or yoga or something on a YouTube or you can't get out and do those things. It's just important to have those quiet times. There's tons of apps these days where you can set a timer and it literally will give you time to forget that the timer is on and you're breathing and you're just paying attention to how you feel. And the most important way I feel like that I've learned, you know, I'm in my forties now kind of creeping up to the next decade. And I think knowing what it feels like to feel good is the best way to figure out what it's like when you're not feeling good. Because a lot of times we don't actually know what it feels like to feel good until we pay attention to it. It's one of the main things that my expressive arts community talks about. And that's your heart rate, your muscles, your posture. Do you have headaches? Do you have a tummy ache? Like really paying attention to what's going on inside as well as outside. And then making adjustments as necessary. And having somebody to talk to, having your group is so important. Having any group that like gets it because you have what you need to make changes in your life if you pay attention and you have a good supportive community. I want to shift gears just a little bit. That's all such good information. So let's talk about your beautiful backdrops. Tell me what okay. inspires you for backdrop designs. Tell me all the things. Okay. Well, Oh gosh, I've always loved painting since I was really little. And whether it's a texture or a color or just an idea of a nuance, I love that it can be changed for different directions. You know, like I, I purposely do it on a flat canvas that can turn. So, you know, if you're using one canvas and it's been a big business expense, you can still keep the same tones. You just turn it. You know, maybe you want to have it on the wall and the floor one way, but then you want to flip it upside down to get another look. You can do that. If you want to turn it sideways and use a prop, like a bed up against it or something, depending on the size, like it should work. Uh, magnets on the wall, turn it into a wall so that you don't have to paint and make the mess yourself. But I love the idea that it can be soft. It can be fluid. It can be marbled it can be textured it can be rough it can be multicolored but it's it gives the camera an option depending on the light and where you're 
clients are positioned and what you're seeing, like you can pull those things out. You can edit it the way you want it. You can uh, have natural light or other light. And it's, it's then like a living art form, right? Because it started with something I was inspired by, but then it becomes something completely beautiful in your own artistry. And I feel like wherever you travel and where you see that history on the walls of old buildings or river rock or that time has been passing people have been there people have added their own essence to it you know nature has added its own essence and I just find all that really inspiring and and well let me tell you Sarah once upon a time my business partner and I Josh decided we were yeah. going to start a backdrop company like 15 years oh, ago no way oh yeah it was not good. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> it looks so easy yep I can buy the canvas I'll just get some paint it we can do this oh no it's it there's more to it than that just saying there is definitely an art to what you do and it is not an easy thing <laughs> built my muscles so much Kim I'm gonna tell you like I work out a sweat when I'm doing these and I ended up building a, a workshop over the last year and it is my haven. When I go in there and I can work, I can fill the floor and just work and work and work. It's, it's my favorite place. It's, I painted everything white, you know, just tried to get into the, the mindset of like what kinds of studios you guys have. And I love it. I love how the light feels in there with the white walls and the white ceiling and the cement floor and yeah, it's so wonderful. Thank you for saying that because a lot of times when people hear you're an artist, they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could do that. that I just slap some paint on a canvas. <laughs> It'll be fine. No. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a, um, a technique to it. And maybe you can give some direction on this for folks. Like I've bought canvas, not your canvases before, and then get them in my studio and I'm like, no, it doesn't look like that. Is there... Um, do you have tips for choosing a backdrop that works well for yeah. your style and your studio? Yeah, I think that's a really great point because so much changes based on light and, you know, what elements you use and, and how light people edit and whether they're using flash or natural light. Um, and all of these things I've really learned through working with Adrienne of Beatific Visions because she does my portraits for the shop. And I do that for a couple of reasons because I like to take photos in my workshop with my iPhone. I have a pretty good camera on my iPhone and I'll do videos and things like that because I want people to see like, this is me. I'm not a photographer, but this is me in my normal habitat doing these things. And if, if you like it with not great light, I mean, I, I have beautiful natural light in my workshop, but some days it's overcast and things like that. If you like it like that and you like it with a beautiful portrait edited by Beatific Visions Photography, you're going to find your style in the midst of that. So I, I always DM people and give them, you know, videos if I can or pictures from my own phone. And then we'll do the, you know, the other photos for shop releases. But a lot of times with customs and pre-orders, we're going off the idea of a, a canvas I've already made or one that they would like. And so I spend time talking to people and asking them, especially if they're nervous, like, well, what kind of light do you use? How do you edit? 
I'm going to send you a picture. You can put it in a preset or a Lightroom feature that you already have and test it out like that just with my normal. And that seems to work well for people. I, I think the biggest thing is just people having a sense of like how nervous they are about it. And do they want to have that extra time to talk through it? And if they do go custom and they get lots of time, pre-orders, I, I do a good job kind of saying, okay, I've got general direction and I'll, I'll send you a picture and you can tell me if I'm on the right track sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then the others that are have already been shot by Adrienne, I'll just say, yeah, this is what it looks like when it goes through all the processes mm-hmm. that a family photographer would go through. And overall, I mean, I, I have had pretty good reviews on that. I've been so, so glad just to see people take in their own style. But yeah, it's a conversation. I feel like that might be the extra piece I add that maybe others don't is I just love to talk to people and to see what they, what they like before I put it in the mail. And I think it's so helpful to, like you said, to see other photographers that edit and shoot in a similar style, what it looks like instead of Mm -hmm. just images in a catalog or on a website that may just be backdrop. And honestly, I have a couple of, a couple of members um, of Motherhood Anthology that are just, just amazing customers. I love them so much. And I'll send them a picture. I'll be like, Hey, so-and-so is nervous about this. Could you look at it and tell me based on what you've experienced with me? Like, you know, what do you think? Is it going to work for them? And they'll be like, yeah, I think so. This is how it looks in a preset or whatever. They're just so gracious. And then I'll connect them and I'll say, well, why don't you guys talk? (laughs) Okay. So I wanted to ask you also, you said you have a business degree as well. So tell me, because some of us have, I don't know if that left or right brain, but sometimes people are good at the art and sometimes good people are good at the business. And then you get people that are good at both. So do you have any tips or how do you balance being a good business person and being your artistic vision? Like any advice on that? Yeah. I mean, I thought about this one a little bit. I've thought about it a lot over the last five years, especially with the whole online change with COVID. And I was, I had started business before that too. But I think the most important thing, Kim, is to know yourself, to know what you're good at, to know what you enjoy doing, to know how you feel while you're doing those things, and then paying attention to the needs that are ever-changing in our lives as mothers and wives and family members, all the roles that everybody has. Just knowing how do I want to feel when I'm doing that component of the job. And for me, I have a really hard time switching back and forth between doing my finances and doing my artistic creative work. Um, So sometimes I'll be like, okay, this week I'm just totally in the workshop. Like I can't do anything else because I want to wander around. I want to let my brain kind of go wherever it goes. Like I want to try things, you know, I don't want to be thinking about, I don't want that kind of black and white thinking that I have to have when I'm sitting down at the computer. Um, And like I said, the computer you know, doesn't work great with my nervous system, the older I get. So when I do that, I have to make sure that I'm like balancing that with like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy cooking for an hour and then I'm going to go sit down. Like I have to go back and forth when I do those computer days, but yeah, just knowing yourself because when you're doing something that takes that kind of focus, it's two totally different types of focus. And then once I get into the stream of it, I have to keep doing that until I'm done, you know, for the day or 
before I have to go get my kids or whatever. So yeah, I think knowing yourself and not stressing yourself out and putting too many demands on what you should be able to do because shoulds can really make you tired and they can make you feel less than and they can lead to, you know, and so you want to do things where you can kind of be your own cheerleader, especially when you're working by yourself. Kelly, I believe it was Kelly White in a previous episode, we were talking about burnout and she said something that really um, stuck with me. It's that she said, so many of us think we have the time to do everything. Right. Like we do, we do have time to do a a lot, but we don't necessarily have the energy and yes. we, those two things get mistaken. I think it is when we push beyond what we have the energy for, just because we think we have the time to do it, that we get in trouble. Yeah. And I would add to the word energy capacity. Mm-hmm. You're like a bowl, like a bowl that can hold things. And I think sometimes that bowl is just really full of other stuff and that depletes our energy. And when we're in a place where we know that we have expanding capacity because we're enlivened by something, which is what I love about Willow Canvas. I want it to be an inspiration that increases capacity where people are like lit up a little bit and seeing things and potential. Um, But sometimes those things can't come when our bowl is already really full. So yeah, balancing that energy and part of that capacity that you have for the season that you're in. Okay. This is my favorite part. I get to ask some fun kind of rapid fire questions. So okay, what's the best advice you were ever given? There's there's tons of great things, tons of great things people could say. But I, I would say the one that always comes back to me, especially when I'm stressed, is something my dad used to say. And he still reminds me of because he always, he was always working in amazing ways when I was a kid. And he was taking on big projects and he would say, how do you eat an elephant? You know, it's kind of weird phrase when you think about it, but how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And I feel like that idea, it slows me down and I'm allowed to have a big idea. And then I, I'm allowed and I know that it's good and right to just slow down and think about one thing, that one thing will get done. And then I can think about the next thing, you know, and it's a tempo, it's a pace that usually helps me to, to enjoy the process more. What does your perfect day look like? Well, I will say, I, I feel like I had a perfect day last week. I was using my talents, my skills with painting, but I had my friends around. They were helping with a project for my daughter's play. And we were all kind of hanging out together and doing it. And my mom came to visit and helped. And we had some tea together and some snacks and my husband stopped by on his way back from doing something from work and said hi and my dad was around and and then my kids you know they came to help later in the day and it was beautiful like being surrounded by people you love doing something with your talents it's not it's not Paris and having a croissant but it's a good day right like it's a good day (laughs) well I think that's really the secret that it's it's the the ordinary days right yeah, not the trips and the, all the big things we think of, but finding joy and just a good day. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So, what are you most excited about right now? Oh man, it's a good time of life. 
I will say that, Kim. I have definitely, as an entrepreneur, when I look back, I see that my whole young adult life, I was being an entrepreneur. I just didn't realize it. Even when I was working for somebody else, I was creating new things and pushing them to their limits. And then I was like, yeah, I should probably just work for myself. But right now, it's a good time. I feel like I, I invested a lot in my kids when they were little. They're still little to some extent, but I feel very content in the work that I'm doing. I feel content in being able to prepare for their lives and what's coming for them to spend time with them now. My husband and I are pretty established in our community now. Our parents are still with us, so we're just really blessed in, you know, the richness of that. And and I, you know, just trying to enjoy today, you know, just trying to enjoy today and for what it is and connecting with women that do family photography and bridal and, you know, things where women are, their lives are changing and you as a woman are connecting with them and caring for them and helping them to value this day to day. I just feel so much purpose and meaning in that and also supporting the business owner to increase their livelihood for their children and to find purpose in what they're doing. It's the economy does not really cheer on women, but we have always cheered on ourselves. And I'm so grateful to be part of that community and to just find the meaning and the purpose in those things. That's what I'm excited about right now is all these things working together. And on hard days, I, I just try to refocus on those elements because it's all good. What's your definition of success? Gosh, it's changed so much through the years. I think it's finding satisfaction. I think it's feeling that satisfaction of a job well done, connection with others, and being at peace uh, with yourself when you go to bed at night, knowing that regardless of what happened during the day, you were honest, you did what you could, you used the toolkit that you had, and you did the best you could. And, and it's their satisfaction in that good, good work that we give to others and that we do for ourselves because as somebody that makes things like it's just, it feels good to make something beautiful. Well, Sarah, I need more of you in my life. We're going to be friends. Oh, I'm so glad. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're amazing too. I've been listening to the podcast nonstop. It's just a wonderful way to get a little window into who you are. And thank you so much for letting me talk with you. I want you to tell everyone where they can connect with you and any any offerings you might have or anything you want to share about your business. Um, okay, great. Yeah, the shop is willowcanvasbackdrops.com. And there's beautiful options as you scroll down and galleries from just the generosity of other family photographers and wedding photographers who wanted to show some ins- inspiration. You can pick through things that are ready to ship that usually go out the next day. Uh, custom orders or pre-orders and I love connecting through Instagram so if for some reason I'm not receiving a DM you can reply to a story or reply to some post and I'll see that but yeah those are the best ways to connect and and I really look forward to it oh and join the email list you'll get 10% off your first order and I love to send out gifts so November and December we'll have a special gift added to the order And I love my returning customers. So once you sign up for the newsletter, you'll know all about the extras and the fun stuff that comes with your Willow Camp. 
Thank you, Sarah. This has been so fun. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you too. And I love the community that you guys are developing. And I so appreciate how you continue to share your life that it might benefit others. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sarah. Your approach to business ownership and operations is a breath of fresh air to the creative business ownership space. Give us all hope and inspiration to run our business in a way that's good for our own mental health and also pleasing to our clients. In this episode, Sarah and I talked about relationships, especially industry-specific relationships. Do you have others within your industry that you lean on and chat with when you have an issue or you just need to vent to someone who understands? If not, I highly recommend joining our free private group on Facebook. Simply search the Motherhood Anthology Community and request to join. In that group is a warm and welcoming group of women who are navigating the ups and downs of motherhood photography business ownership. We'd love to have you join us. I love this quote by Lou Holtz. It's not the load that breaks you down, it's the way you carry it. So from our lens to yours, until next time, friends.